Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The building downtown. Yeah, it's the building downtown. Joined again with Amy Barton. We've been doing this since Prince was the bomb. Before he changed his name and started making wax songs. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at the building DT. Subscribe, follow, whatever on all the places that are good. You know, YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, all that shit. I'm your host, Jason Kelly. Krill Kasatsky could not be with us tonight. Uh, hopefully back sooner than later. Uh, I'm joined again with Amy Barton. How you doing tonight, Amy? I mean... I'm in the center of the apocalypse. So, what do you want me to say? Yeah, she's a she's a uh, New York, not only New York State, but New York City, the epicenter of the fucking epicenter. It's not like you're up in fucking <laughs> Buffalo or Niagara Falls, New York. I know, yeah, I know. And and not only this, in terms of New York City, there's five boroughs, right? There's Manhattan, Queens, Staten Island, Brooklyn. Um, Wait, I'm retarded. Manhattan, Staten Island, Queens, Brooklyn. What's the other one? Oh, come on. You, you're fucking failing so bad right Dude, now. Dude, I'm so bad at being in oh, your I'm not giving you the answer. I don't even live in your country and I know this. You, I'm not no, tell me. Wait. No. Manhattan, Queens, Brooklyn. Oh, the Bronx. There yeah. you go. So, yeah, yeah. Oh, I have so many <laughs> friends in the Bronx. Anyway, but uh, that being said, we're at the epicenter for sure, which is like horrifying in and of itself. But not only Brooklyn, which is which is the largest borough, Brooklyn is the epicenter of New York City, which is the epicenter of this country. But also the particular area I'm in is like the epicenter of Brooklyn. What up, girl? Sorry. Uh, so <laughs> it's like particularly I don't know about scary, you know, like I'm not, I'm not like an alarmist. I'm not like, oh my gosh, I can't go outside and walk my dogs and see people across the street and, and, and not catch the thing. But it is a, it is a sobering thing, right? When you're looking at these numbers and, you know, look, there are all these people and all these things. Oh, you're not, you're young. You're not going to die. You might get sick, but you're not going to die. And I'm really glad I'm not going to die. Like, I'm really, really glad. I'm pretty glad about that, too. I'm I'm happy with that. I hope most... Don't die. I'll beat the shit out of you. (laughs) Great. That's Um, the advice I'm giving people. Good, Like, close friends of mine, that's the advice I give them. Don't die or I'll beat the fucking shit out of you. But but here's an example. Just... What time is it? Almost nine? Just an hour and a half ago. It was like, hey... Uh, New York City reported 1,600 new cases and 155 new deaths mm-hmm. in an evening update. Not just today, just tonight. Yeah. So it's one of those things where, like, you know, I have a former lifetime in healthcare, so I feel like I'm I'm a little more cognizant of things like that than other people. Um, and I 
don't want to, I'm not, I'm not going to die, but I don't want to get sick. Who wants to get sick? And I don't want to maybe get somebody else sick who could die. That's so the it, big it, thing right there, the passing right. it on. Like, chances are you're going to live, right, if you get it. But right. it's, it's the passing it on to other people. And not even if uh, it's going to kill them. It's still just going to keep fucking, you know, circling, spreading, whatever right. maybe. Just fucking, yeah, people need to be wary of that. It's not about you, you selfish fuck. Well, okay, so here's a fun fact. When I was a kid, one of my neighbors actively had and died of tuberculosis, Mm -hmm. uh, which is not fun. But the fun fact is I was exposed to it, which I didn't ever know until Mm -hmm. I was an adult. And then when I was working in healthcare, That's what I was going to say. When you're working for healthcare, you must have had to get a TB test. Right. So I don't know if, if all people or most people or any people, really, if you've never been in healthcare, know how this works. But um, there are two ways to verify that you do or do not have TB aside from symptoms. One is actually a skin test. Yeah. And by a skin test, I mean, you obviously know, but may- yeah. maybe other people don't. Like, oh, I'm sure most allergies. don't. And they just like prick your skin and, and they, you know, put a thing on the surface of your skin and you react or you don't react. That's one thing. And that's called a Mantu or a PPD. The other way is a chest x-ray um, to see if you're actively ill. So <clears throat> I have had many Mantus or PPDs and they always come up positive because I, I was exposed to it as a child. Thankfully, I've never like had it or experienced it. Um, in a way in which would be would mean illness, but I carry it, and so then I, I get the test. It comes up positive every time. I have to go get a chest X-ray. So all of that being said, why I say that is that I would be still, no matter what, on the front line of y'all need to be responsible. Let's do this together. Stay at home. Like, yep. ooh, no, not everybody's going to die. But, like, you all have parents. You all have grandparents, aunts, uncles, neighbors, people who aren't old but mm-hmm. have heart conditions or cancer or diabetes or whatever. Yeah. Um, I, I would feel that way anyway. But the reality is I'm a TB carrier, though I don't have it actively, and I am iron-deficient anemic. Which, to spare everybody, the <clears throat> medical ex- explanation means it, it means a lot of things. But one of the things it means is that your body is not efficiently carrying oxygen from cell to cell around your body. Mm. Which, with a respiratory illness, is critical, right? So, so to me, even if I was like literally the picture of perfect health, which I'm not. I'm fat. <laughs> I smoked for like 20 years. I, you know, well, well yeah, I, there are things that I would have <laughs> Last night you were looking some, for weed. <laughs> I mean, I well, <laughs> I, because I have uncontrolled anxiety, but I digress. <laughs> I have not smoked weed in like 15 years. But uh, the point is, is that, you know, I would be, I would be anyway, the mm-hmm. first person to be like, hey, the great you're good and look i'm not bernie sanders over here right like i'm not talking socialism but i am talking about if you're talking about letting a million or two million people die mm-hmm. to kickstart the stock market 
you can go fuck yourself and die in an AIDS-ridden fire. And so, so I'm that person anyway. But a thing that I really don't, like, tell a lot of people or, or focus on is that if you want to talk about, okay, there are more younger people now getting it. And not only getting it, they, the younger people get it. They just don't get that sick from it. But there are more younger people now getting it and getting sick from it. It's skewing younger. Um, but... You know, you talk about at-risk populations and people think about 103-year-old grandmas. The reality is, if, if you want to sit here and argue with me about socialism or Trump or uh, the economy and we have to kickstart it and we need to go back to work and quarantine the old people, look, if you want to be realistic, I am, aside from the fact that I live in one of the hot spots of the hotspot, I'm at risk. I carry TB. I don't have it at the moment, but I carry it. That's a big risk. I'm anemic. My body doesn't transmit oxygen properly throughout it. So I am one of those people that if somebody gave it to me, not only could I not not be symptomatic, not only could I experience some horrible, horrific version of flu symptoms mm. i could literally die and mm. I, i'm not that worried about it i'm i'm being safe i'm being smart i for the most part stay at home i mean i go for a walk once a day but you know th that's where and i haven't said that a lot publicly because i don't want people to be frantic or worry or my give my parents a new thing to think about that they hadn't thought about before but that's one of the things that when people are like stay at home do your part that's what they mean I'm 36. If you give it to me, chances are unlikely that I'll die compared to my parents, but chances are more likely that I'll die than you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. And that's um, not like I have a big fucking fear of this because both my lungs collapsed before, right? So I fucking... Oh, yeah. Not, not like I have... Not like I keep thinking about it in the back of my head, like, oh, this is happening, this is happening to me, but... It's like, fucking, I don't know what kind of chance I stand. I, I think I'll be all right because I don't really have breathing problems. But I don't know with having that issue in the past. And if you if I get this shit, I don't know how that's going to affect. Because I, I hear things about COPD, other lung mm -hmm. issues, right? Or breathing problems, diabetes, obviously, heart conditions, obviously. And obviously elderly or very, very young. Um, cancer, right. any, anything. Yeah, yeah, happen. yeah. But I, I haven't heard a fucking thing. And, you know, I'm sure they're not like, well, what about people who have their lungs collapse? Obviously, the first people you have to look out for are the people who have lung disease, heart disease, <laughs> things like mm -hmm. that, right? Or they're just fucking old. As opposed to like, well, what about people whose lungs have collapsed, right? So I haven't seen anything but on that. I don't, I don't know how the fuck that's going to affect me. Uh, uh, the, way I, I'm, the way I'm approaching it, it's fucking sadly, this is the only life advice I've ever taken from a fucking meme. Don't act like you're not trying to get it. Act like you have it. You're not trying to spread it. You already it. have it, right. Yeah, totally. That's the fucking, well, that's... And he, here, here's the reality. People who have underlying co conditions, comorbidities, you know, whatever you want to call them. You know, like you just said, the cancers, the emphysema, the COPD, the diabetes, the, you know, there, there's a long list right? Um, 
However, you can be relatively or completely healthy, whatever that means, um, and still have a problem with this because if you're asthmatic, like Brie, if you have seasonal allergies, if you caught the common cold, which also, I might add, is a coronavirus. It's not this one, but it is a coronavirus. Um, we're at the tail end of flu season. You know, if you're a smoker, whether that be cigarettes or weed or maybe maybe vaping, maybe not, depending on what you're vaping, any of those things. I mean, I'm not passing judgment. I've done all of those things in my lifetime. But the fact of the matter is, you don't have to be 90. You don't no. have to have cancer, heart disease, or collapsed lungs, oh. or diabetes, or any of these things. You can have seasonal allergies. You can have a, a cold. You can have the flu. And if that's actively happening in your life and in your body, you are at increased risk for two reasons. One, your immune system is already compromised in, in not a real serious way in most other cases, but already compromised. One and two, we're talking about respiratory things. So if you you don't even have to do that much research or homework, but if you read about it and you're like, hey, how does that happen? It, it, you get the thing, it goes into your lungs, some of it crystallizes, you have scar tissue, uh, fluid builds up like pneumonia, you die, you, whatever. Yeah. Um, you know, you talk about the common cold and 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 allergies and the flu and whatever. All of those things predispose you to being in the at-risk category. Like, the flu is not that big a deal. Allergies are not that big a deal. Smoking is dumb, but people do it, and some people do it for their entire lifetimes, never get cancer. So in some ways, and I'm not saying smoking is not a big deal, but I'm saying in some ways that's not a big deal. But if you do or have any of those things and get this thing, it compounds it so exponentially that all of it becomes the biggest deal. And then you're on the news. Nice to know you. Yep. <clears throat> yeah, you're in a fucking freezer truck outside a fucking hospital in Brooklyn. Up uh, Queens, but yes. Well, uh, fucking. Oh, are they just in Queens? Well, I mean, they're made, I, I, they're made tomorrow now, but like the, the one that made the headlines, that was in Queens. Oh, fuck. The way it came out. This is another thing I hate. You you don't know what the fuck to believe. That's like um, Rizzo, fuck Joe Rizzo, our buddy. He has family <laughs> back in Italy, right? And they, uh... oh, by the way, by the way, Joe Rizzo has a new podcast out called Diamond Diehards, at Diamond Diehards on Twitter. If you're a fucking baseball fan, go follow it. I hate baseball. It's like watching grass grow with people on it. But some of you motherfuckers might be into that. So check out at Diamond Diehards or at Rear Naked Choke on Twitter is how you can find him. Um so, yeah, anyway, he has family back in Italy. And a few weeks ago, because I'd see, you know, nonsense come out. There was one article, I forget what it was about, but someone that I, like, know personally as a friend shared the article. And then in the comments, <clears throat> there was a Wait, person. Was it, was what? Was it me? Was not me. No, 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 no. And it's nobody of anything that anybody would know. You don't even know the person. That's why I didn't bother saying their name. Not like I'm trying to hide their identity. It's just a friend, right? Uh, shared something from Italy and a person commented on it and said that they're they they're from Italy lived in Italy all their life they're going to school in the United States and they said that that publication is the equivalent of the National Enquirer 
But the fucking, you know, you look at the article and it's like, oh, my God, holy shit. Because we don't live in Italy. We don't know that it's straight trash, right? Like this, there's no uh, legitimacy to this to this article or this. Uh, Wait, was, was it an Italian? Wait, was it an Italian publication? Yeah, or? yeah, 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 okay. yeah, yeah. But this Italian person lived in the United States or lives there now. So they like they put that in the comments. And I was like, oh, OK. But you read the article and it's like, holy fuck, all hell is breaking loose. Um, well, not that it isn't. I'm just saying like the article is inaccurate information. So I asked Joe, like, yo, this like I said, this is a couple weeks ago. Italy's been bad for longer than that. But we were just starting to. Italy was starting to pick up in the worst way, and we were starting to get hit more wait, in North wait. America. So I, I asked okay, Joe, okay. I was like, I was like, is it as bad as the reporting? Worse than the reporting? Like, it's hard to know what's the truth and what's not. And uh, he said so it was wait, worse. So wait, were you asking him about, like, Jersey, New York? Or like, what do you... Italy, Italy, Italy. Because he has family back in Italy. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 right? So, like, what you're saying about the Queens, that freezer truck in Queens... Oh, well, I've seen articles fucking every hospital in every borough of New York has these freezer trucks lined up outside. And now you're saying the big headline is one in Queens. So this is where the fucking the people should not be producing bullshit because someone like me. OK, I'm up in the fucking Toronto area area. You're in fucking NYC. NYC is what? An eight hour drive from here. Tops fucking maybe less. But yeah. 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 Right. So it's eight hours tops. So. Uh, like I'm gonna not like not believe every fucking thing I read, but if I see like oh yo it was in Queens now in Brooklyn they're doing it now in fucking Harlem they're doing it it's like oh shit wow they're doing it everywhere in NYC. So but like ish. you just yeah. said right you just said it's the one hospital in Queens, right? Yeah. You know so it doesn't even mean it doesn't even have to be like from here to Italy away it's here to eight hours away when bullshit gets Wait, reported look- like that. It's fucking. Okay. I thought it was every hospital. Well, okay. Here, here, here's a few things though. Um, the thing that spurred what you're talking about was one nurse who videoed off and on for 72 hours, in, or I'm sorry, a doctor in her hospital in Queens, and I wish I could remember that. I feel like it was like Elmhurst. I don't. It doesn't matter, but. So uh, that hospital at that time had a, a, like, what do you guys call them? You're in the business, a a semi, a a trailer. What do you call Uh, that? Like a drive-in? No, 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 like like an 18-wheeler, like the the thing that's hooked on. Drive-in, that's what that's called. You're talking like the normal semi-trailer, like enclosed trailer with the doors on the back. Yeah, yeah, like you're driving down the, the the highway yeah. and you're like oh there's a big a dry, truck. driving honk honk right driving. So, that's, yeah that's okay term for that i've actually never heard that term but mm. um when she published or wall street journal or whoever published her video and her story and her whatever um they had gotten at that hospital one of those trucks or trailers Ooh. or whatever um to be at the hospital it's refrigerated and at that time when that happened, during that story being active, they had 13 dead people. So mm. here's the other thing that you got to think about. It's a hospital. So like right now, the focus is this virus, right? And 
you got to talk about ventilators and ICU and, and being contagious. And like, you got to talk about a lot of things, but if you're in a place where you need to be in a hospital, you may or may not be at risk for dying. So it seemed like the 13 people they said that had died that day, this is two, three days ago at this point, mm-hmm. I think died of this. And so, you know, it was not an isolation measure. It was basically just like, we are not completely overwhelmed yet, but we will be. And also, you know, hospitals are not these giant places. Some, some hospitals are very big, but like, you don't generally have 13 people die at one time in a hospital. And if you do, it's generally not of something like this. So all of that to say, uh, you know, you need to contain the contagion. So take take the bodies to an isolated place, right? Like a refrigerated truck. But at the same time, they were planning ahead, which is what our governor here, Cuomo, has been just screaming from the rooftops is that, you know, you see all these numbers and all these statistics and New York City is at the apex of all of this stuff in this country, which it is, will be, and should be. The population density here is retarded. The six feet social distancing thing on a regular day. I mean, we should all be staying inside and staying home right now. But on a regular day, you can't. And I'm sure Toronto in in the metro area is the same way. You can't walk down the street, down the sidewalk and be six feet away from anybody. You might be lucky if you're six inches away from somebody. But. What's crazy at this point, and we'll get back to the refrigerated truck thing in like 30 seconds, is that we, at least here, are now on a news cycle where Mm -hmm. New York specifically, state and city, but the city is the bigger part of it, we're reporting deaths and news stations are picking up and reporting that information hourly or a couple times a day. I I got a notification... um, I don't know, like two hours ago, that was like, hey, breaking news, New York City reported 1,600 new cases and 155 new deaths yeah. in their evening update. So yeah. you Think about how many people, though, like, first of all, live there and how many people touched down traveling either through there, coming back to there, visiting there. Um, so it's... I mean, not that it's well, not, not it's, now, you should, but yeah, yeah that people really should not, true, yeah. I'm not saying like, yeah, people should not be alarmed or anything. You definitely should be, but it's still like, um, and by no means am I trying to like fucking be like, well, it's not that bad. I'm just saying like, take into account how many people plus how many people fucking touch New York, not even fuck a weekly basis, a daily basis. Think of how many people right. touch that and state, whether yeah, hourly even, right? Like, yeah, think how many people touch LaGuardia and JFK and shit, right? Fucking, and you guys and have fucking subway. ships coming in there too, right? Oh, the subway, the subway is a fucking cesspool with no fucking, with no COVID. Like that shit's. Well, wait. Let let me. Oh, you have never been more right. But let me. The point I was getting at is that the refrigerated truck thing, for people who may or may not have seen that, who are not right here or who don't have context or whatever, that was a thing a day or two ago or three in Queens at one hospital. Um, So I'm not downplaying it. But what I'm Uh, saying is that particular hospital had a high number of cases 
and in one day, a high number of deaths. And so, you know, logistically, you can't just take dead bodies and throw them in the hall. <laughs> you know, like mm-hmm. you can't have you can't have gatherings. You can't have funerals right now. So you have to put them somewhere. Right. And morgues are and, and will continue to be overwhelmed. So the point of all that is, is that, yeah, that was a day, two, three days ago, whatever. That to bring this all back to where you started is why people are freaking out, why some governments and or some leaders are being so crazy and so strict and so aggressive about all this. And it's not because, hey, 98% of you could get this. And if you do, you'll be fine. It's because the healthcare system, no matter what country you're in, Italy has a very sophisticated healthcare system. And for weeks now, they've been choosing who gets treated and who dies or doesn't die based on age um, because they're so overwhelmed. And so, you know, whether you're talking about New York City or Toronto or Seattle or L.A. or uh, Montreal or Vancouver or, or, or wherever uh-huh. it is, because it, it will be all those places. It's a matter of not overwhelming the system. It's not you. We lost you. and hang out and play basketball and, and congregate in groups because when we take it to other people, they could die and they're going to be in the hospital. The hospitals can't handle it. And then the Gerald Harris's of the world, which I talked about on the last time we recorded, yeah, are, yeah. because when his kid falls out of a tree and breaks its arm, they can't get treated. When somebody with cancer or even right now, uh, lupus patients, right? Trump was like, oh, yeah, chloroquine, hydroxychloroquine, or, and whatever, all these things. Uh, it's not proven, but it seems promising. That's another example of the healthcare system being strapped. I can't tell you how many reports I've already seen of people being like, oh, my God, I have lupus. I need chloroquine. Like, that's my medication. It's FDA approved. We've been using it for decades. However... My doctor, my hospital, my insurance company, my whoever emailed me and said, hey, for the foreseeable future, you can't refill your prescription. Sorry. Thank you for your sacrifice. And, and these are people using this drug for a, a proven, medically studied, FDA cleared, uh, you know, remedy for a disease they have versus a thing that may work may not work we don't really know yet but it's crazy because it's like there there's so much information and so much misinformation that people just clamor to do whatever they can do or whatever they think they can do and it's like at least here i i feel like and i i want to i've been talking for a long time now but i want to hear more about Canada like I I know you have less cases than us I know you have less population than us and and in the places the population is dense like Toronto like Montreal like Vancouver the threat and and the concern is real just like it is Mm -hmm. here but Mm -hmm. you guys also not at the point we are so that's like not even to change my own subject but like I'm curious about that like you know you have Trudeau right who's like oh my wife has it. I'm going to self-isolate. Um, Idiris Elba has it. 
he's going to self-isolate. And how my wife... I'm sure you'd self-isolate with Idris Elba, wouldn't you? Who, me? Yeah. Yo. <laughs> I'm, I am... There's never been a fucking... A, a half a second of gay in my life, but I'm a... Idris Elba? Uh, maybe. I, I Yo, man. Fucking... There's like... As a fucking... As a man, you can feel good. Like, I look good right now. I'm going out tonight. Like, getting, <laughs> you know, especially a younger man, young 20s. I'm getting some girls. I got that fucking... That cologne, like 90,000... But you look at Idris Elba and you're just like, fuck it. I mean, what's the point? Why do I even go outside oh, anymore? Right. Okay. God so damn. My, my mostly joking but not completely joking statement was, if Sophie got it, and, and I think, because I have not read enough, I think the jury is out on if Sophie gave it to Idris or Idris gave it to Sophie. But the point is, how did she potentially give it to him and not mm. her own husband. I have so many questions. Oh, oh, here comes, here comes tabloids, right? Well, I mean, look, I'm trying <laughs> to not be tabloidy and I'm not trying to like conspiracy theory, but like medically speaking, you know, you're, you're in the same house. You share a space. You kiss each other. You sleep in the same bed. You share the same bathroom. You're eating the same food. So I'm not even trying to be all tabloidy, but just like logistically speaking, how did you give it to this other guy, but your husband, who you live with, did not get it from you? Mm-hmm. Who knows what goes on behind closed doors? Have you ever heard the real Slim Shady? Um, who are you talking to? Ah! So where do we when do we move on from the from the COVID talk? It's no, so no, fucking wait, wait, it's before, so hard to deflect. Wait, before, it's wait, such wait, a wait, real wait, wait. Thing. But before we move on from COVID, I want to hear your answer. Like I know numerically Canada is not in the place and I don't even want to say New York City or New York State, but like Canada is not yet in the place that New York is. My question is to you you know, postulating here because you're not uh, a healthcare worker, you're not, you know, privy to immigration and travel and all these things politicians are, what do you attribute that to? Like, why are cases in Canada, especially in Canadian cities that are so close to America, like Toronto, like Montreal, like Vancouver, why is the caseload so much less there than it is here? And by here, I mean America, but also New York. People. You have more, there's more people in California or in Los Angeles than there is in Canada. So just population density. You that's think that's, a, that's now, see, like, I was talking to my dad about this the other day. You think fucking northern Saskatchewan is going to get hit with a bunch of cases? Fuck no. Most of Saskatchewan's not going to. Or like northern Manitoba? Fuck no. Newfoundland has, I think, two cases. The territories? Well, Who the fuck's going to, to friggin' alert Nunavut? Nobody. <laughs> um, CP, no, ag BC. agreed. But, but, but how do you explain, like, the Torontos and the Vancouvers and the Montreal? I mean, not only Toronto, because the, they're close the, to America, this, but population dense. Like, why are they area, not in the city? GTA, GTA in southern Ontario, um, from following along with this, early next week, mid-next week is where we're going to see our, our spike. Because Wait, what's GTA? Greater Toronto area. 
Um, oh, yeah. Um, they're, uh, that's like Mississauga, all that shit, Scarborough, all that shit. Um, obviously, Toronto. Mm-hmm. Um, early next week, mid next week, because so many people came into the back to Pearson Airport in Toronto about a week ago, 10 days ago, like nine days ago, whatever, right? So those symptoms where those people start to show 10 to 14 days, that time is coming early, like in two, three days from now, like around March 30th, 31st. Um, that's where I think we're going to see a spike. I, fuck, I hope and I don't think that we're going to see a spike like L.A. or New York or anything, but I think we're going to see a significant sure. one. Um, but that's where like... Well, wait, I, it, it is testing as pervasive and available and i wouldn't say they're compared to america but at least compared to new york i mean is testing available to even identify that kind of there's, spike there, there's apparently um over 50 testing sites set up in ontario and a friend of mine i was talking to today actually his girlfriend works in public health in waterloo region where i live and oh where they turn people away, people are flipping out. But it's like, oh, you smoke fucking five packs of cigarettes a day and you have a cough. You right. got any other symptoms? No, just cough. Well, you smoke five packs of cigarettes a day. No wonder you fucking <laughs> right. cough, right? You're gonna so cough, appa- right. Apparently, it's the, that's been uh, the biggest problem here is the people showing up that have no business showing up. And then those people tie up the times at the testing centers by fucking no no what do you mean man you have to test me it's my right it's the law like no you fucking you're an idiot um plus today in february our government helped china with medical supplies and today china fucking donated tens of thousands of all kinds of things gloves masks fucking all kinds of shit to help canada Mm -hmm. today so you know how that's spread out i'm assuming the GTA Southern Ontario is going to get the most of it. And then areas like, you know, Vancouver and around that area, Surrey and all that. And then Edmonton, Calgary, Regina, Saskatoon, fucking Winnipeg, Montreal, obviously they'll get a a big bulk of it. Um, New Brunswick. I mean, I don't even know anyone who lives in New Brunswick. Um, PEI, (laughs) PEI actually, I don't know if they have any cases or not like, but you know what I mean? They'll probably distribute it. Where where it's needed. Hey, let the, <laughs> let the American girl in New York tell you that they do. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Fuck. No, well, one of my clients who I'm still in contact with, that's where they're based and where they live. So I, I, I don't think it's that. pervasive. Yeah, so I don't think it's pervasive there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In fact, no, no, no. no, no you, guys just, you guys just continued like a, like a friendship or whatever afterwards? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I cool. can't work with them since when I left my agency, it would be a non-compete thing and they could sue me and whatever. But uh, we're friends on Facebook. And I, I feel like from what I've seen, which has been very little, that they definitely do have something there. I mean, it's not like here. It's not like L.A. It's not like Seattle. But I mean, at this point, you're talking how many countries in the world? 190 something. They're like a handful at this point that don't have it. So to say, oh yeah, Canada has coronavirus. I mean, that's not a realistic thing to envision. I mean, that'd be like saying, hey, yeah, oh. Russia has coronavirus. Oh. Like Canada yeah. is very large. 
But isn't like fucking influenza A coronavirus? SARS is coronavirus. Um, so here's the thing. If you Google coronavirus and and like not okay, don't Google that because all you'll find is this. But yeah, <laughs> it, it, if you Google it and go like four pages back, what you'll find is coronavirus, like not COVID nineteen, you know, not novel coronavirus. But if you Google coronavirus, this the corona the family of co- coronavirus is is very large. Uh, the co- Like I said earlier, the common cold is a coronavirus. Um, and I don't want to misspeak here, so like, don't quote me on this, but I feel like SARS, or no, I know SARS and MERS both were coronaviruses. So coronavirus in and of itself is not a new concept. It's not a new disease. This particular one is because it was transmitted from an animal in a a way in which it shouldn't have been and and, and we didn't know it could infect people and and so on and so forth and here we are. But yeah, if you just go do some research on coronavirus, you're going to be petrified because you're going to be like, oh my God, I got coronavirus! Look, you've had coronavirus probably 15 times in your life. Flus, colds, you know, swine flu, well, whatever it is, you've had it. You just haven't had this one. Mm-hmm. The uh, the SARS thing, I remember when that hit up here, like Ugh. fucking Jesus Christ. But where I was like fucking what, 20, 21, 22 at the time, I didn't give a shit. Fucking, it was like avoid Toronto. I was like, I got to go to the club, though. I'm a fucking Wait, moron, SARS? right? You SARS. were not oh. 21 for SARS. Yeah, probably around there. What year was Wait, SARS? Two, what year did that cripple Toronto? Well, I don't know about Toronto, but 2002, 2003. Yo, you don't. What do you mean you don't know about Toronto? For real? Toronto I don't know what it. Toronto got hit worse than anywhere, dude. Like fuck, I went. I was at the goddamn concert where all the artists, like tons of famous artists, got together to do a free concert at the. Um, I think it was at the Sky Dome, and uh, people call it the Rogers Center now, but they can go fuck themselves. It's the Sky Dome. Um. That place, I'm pretty sure it was there. Um, ACDC was the headliner, and Justin mm-hmm. Timberlake was the co-headliner. And I was at that pitch when people were throwing things at Justin Timberlake. And he was like, hey, 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 I'm trying to do my part. I get it. I want to hear ACDC more than I want to hear me, too. But just <laughs> let me do my fucking part. I felt bad. That was like, I was like, the instinct fucking kid's up there. Fuck him. And Aww, I, was like, the- <laughs> I, was, uh, I was like, ah, he's not that bad of a guy. Uh, but, the, yeah, the ramen-haired guy is still saying goes- things. Stars crippled Toronto, like fucking ruined Toronto. I'm so I fucking. I, then again, I guess there's other things where you know, it's just that short jaunt across the border we've talked about in the past, where you you're like, no, I've never heard of this before. Actually, when we were just chatting before we started the show, we talked oh, about. No, I, I've heard cat. of Stars. I just yeah, no, no, like a Toronto. Oh yeah, yeah. There's even a movie made about it, about how hard it impacted Toronto. Freaking um, hi, who are you talking to? Movie, okay. Don't fuck with cats. Um, we were talking about that before we were chatting before we started this episode. Um, Luca Magnata. I remember when that shit happened and talking to you about it, and you're like, maybe not say when it happened, but afterwards, like a couple years later or whatever, talking to you about it, and you're like, who? What? 
I was like, he fucking, he mailed fucking body parts to the government and <laughs> took off to fucking Belgium or Berlin or wherever. And you were like, I've never heard of this before. Fucking, and, uh, and I must say, I swiftly Googled because I am so morbid. But but yeah, no, I, I was like, what do you mean? But yeah, also, yeah, to, yeah. Be fair, but to be fair, if there was any geographical somebody might know about it thing at that point, I definitely was not living here. I was in, like, Florida, which may as well be Mexico or Jamaica. Like, there was no, like, geographical significance that, like, maybe it didn't happen here, but I heard about it because it was close. Like, no. Mm. Yeah, no, the, uh, especially the Sarsen, because you were probably, well, it was 2003, I just looked it up, and you were working in healthcare when? After that? No, I was definitely, well, okay. I'm glad you said that because the thing that I was like waiting to say is mm. that like, so SARS was definitely a thing when I was in healthcare. Now, 2003, that's I was working. It, that's when it hit Toronto. Okay. So I, I, I can't speak on that for America because I don't. No, no, have... but I'm saying like, as far as like you were, you were in healthcare at that time. Ab- absolutely. Still in, what I was still in high school. That... Yeah. So no, <laughs> high school, kill yourself. Um, but no. My point was, was that like when SARS happened, I was in healthcare, but I was working in a nursing home, like we in, in North central bumfuck nowhere, Indiana. So, you know, like the, the SARS thing was like crazy and scary and, and mm. headlines and, and all these things, but it didn't impact me in a personal way. Now, if you want to talk about H1N1, when that happened, I was working at a public-facing outpatient walking off the street lab. And so, and I've said this to a number of people recently, that especially healthcare workers, where I'm like, oh my God, you know, God love you, or whatever, like, do your thing, high five, thank you. And, and again, I actually posted a picture yesterday about this. Um, you know, look, y'all. It we're in trying times, everybody's stressed, shit's crazy. If you know or see a first responder, a firefighter, uh, an EMT, uh, a doctor, a nurse, a CNA, like, thank them. Because they're not getting hazard pay, but they're also <laughs> risking their lives every single second that they're Here's... doing. They're simply paid to do. But the point right. is, is that H1N1, when that happened, I was working at an outpatient public-facing lab. And while I would argue that in many ways, H1N1 is not in any way similar to this, nor was it as big a threat or as scary, even at the time that it was happening versus now, it was petrifying knowing that all these people were coming into the building I worked in to have a Q-tip shoved so far up their nose that it might hit their brain as if one of my dogs was licking them. Um, But you don't know who has it. You don't know what's happening. And so, no, I don't remember. I I remember the SARS thing. I remember the whole like global coverage of people wearing masks and Asians and, and the, the negative light they got on all that. But like the H1N1 thing, I was at a lab, not in a nursing home, and it was 
I don't even want to say horrifying. I mean, because I feel like that doesn't compare to what's happening now in hospitals and Italy and Spain and Iran and, and, and here in New York City. But like the whole, the anxiety, the whole like service, duty, it's your job, it's what you love. All of these things conflict with the fact that like you're doing what you love to do and what you're paid to do knowing that every 12 minutes or so you're risking your life a new time over and over and over and over again. And that is horrifying to me. Mm-hmm. And again, speaking of somebody who Woo! apparently someone's out in New York city. Yeah. The one person. <laughs> so, so I'm speaking of somebody in Brooklyn who just had Brooklyn happen, but you know, even in Indiana at that time, you know, small community, like we're not a New York, we're not a Toronto, but it's this crazy, it's crazy in and of itself, but it's also this crazy communal thing where these people who are actually risking their lives day in and day out. And a lot of people don't think of healthcare professionals that way, but they are. You know, whether you're talking about the AIDS epidemic in the 80s and the early 90s, or you're talking about Zika or Ebola or SARS or MERS or H1N1 or whatever it is. Fucking Hep C. It doesn't matter what it yeah. is. They're, yeah. It doesn't matter what it is. They're fucking, they're, they take a risk every, t- every fucking time. You could be fucking the guy that transfers the patients. You know, you know they pick up the patients and they put them in the fucking vans and move yeah. them to another hospital or like a hospital. Or, or, or I'm taking shit. you, to, I'm going to take you to get an x ray. Whatever the fuck it is, man, it doesn't, yeah, you don't have to be a fucking neurosurgeon or, like, whatever, like, it, it all the way down to anyone in healthcare, fucking PSWs, any of that shit, like, yeah. you're fucking, you are super exposed to everything, every day, all day. Literally, all the, and, yeah. and, and, everything. In, a, in a two-pronged way, that's what I'm saying, is that one, um, I feel like H1N1 pales in comparison to what we're dealing with now, obviously, because this the situation we're all in globally right now didn't happen with H1N1. Um, but also, it, it, on a, uh, from a healthcare perspective, like, this is terrifying. I'm on the front line. But, like, people also don't... You, even if people are like, oh, Dr. Fauci, please talk to me and, and shut Trump the fuck up. Right. Or mm-hmm. uh, I, my, my sister-in-law is a nurse practitioner and she's nervous or whatever. People don't think about the entire chain of things. People don't talk about or think about, you know, yes, yeah, sure. The doctors, the nurses, and, and those are, those people are paramount, but people don't think about the lab workers, the first responders, the firefighters that, you know, and I mean, I'm not trying to make some big stand here, but like, it's crazy. The, the number of people by volume, if you could put a number to it in a city or a county or a country, which I'm sure people can and have put numbers to, but I don't have access to, that just have touch points <clears throat> that deal not only with the public, like the public, stay home, don't go out, that's the public thing, but deal with the public and sick people and healthcare is an astronomical number of people. Yeah. and. You know, what do you do for them? Nothing. I mean, and I've actually seen, and this is incredibly depressing and, and, and just stupid. I've seen a number of comments online, at least recently, 
mm-hmm. where people go, yeah, but you knew what you signed up for. And here's the thing. I kind of agree with that. Mostly I mm-hmm. don't. I mean, if, if, if you want to be in the Army, the Navy, the, you know, MPs, the whatever it is you want to be in. Um, mm-hmm. And then we go to war, you know, or whatever. <clears throat> then I feel like that's a more, and still not right, but a more solid platform on which you can say, you know what you signed up for. When you're talking about doctors, nurses, EMTs, firefighters, whatever, you know what you signed up for. Yeah, I knew I could be in danger. Mm. I knew I could be on the front line. I didn't Mm. know that a global pandemic in this Mm. country where leadership has fumbled and failed miserably at literally every single term might cost me my life or the life of my family. So Mm -hmm. I don't know where these comments are coming from and who these fucking people are. And I hope they all die in a fire collectively but oh they will they'll run themselves over with a car or something or fuck those are the dumbest people in the world that manage to fucking screw themselves over the worst because they don't take any of this shit fucking seriously or don't realize the severity of whether it be the pandemic or or the the people putting their their lives on the line you fuck grocery store workers do you think of a fucking a teenager fucking it's like i want a part-time job fucking putting fucking cans of campbell's fucking soup on the shelves so I can get some money, so I can get a little weed on the weekend, and maybe buy myself a new pair of jeans while I finish grade twelve. Now it's fucking, you could die. I ain't doing that for minimum wage, right? Like it's fucking, they're fucking frontline well, workers. And people, but people aren't even talking about those. No, they are, that's they, they are see, in New York City, and they a, should. As, as a paramedic, or as a cop, or as a firefighter, I mean, you signed up for that shit, right? But. Uh, Wait, it's though, like 9-11. Like whoa, 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 no, stop like, there, though. Do you believe, I mean, look, as a cop, as a firefighter, paramedic, yeah, you did, you did, no, no, you did sign I'm up to be frontline people, but yes. you didn't sign up for that when this is something that nobody could have ever I, seen coming. Like 9-11, the firefighters, okay? Fucking, yo, it, you signed up, I get it, you didn't sign up to run into a fucking hundred and whatever story fucking building that's on fire and collapsing you, you didn't sign up for that fucking i could be the bravest fucking firefighter in the world i don't think i would have the fucking nuts to go in that goddamn either one of those towers on that day right you didn't sign up for that that part you didn't sign up for just like this you didn't sign up for a worldwide pandemic you mm-hmm. fuck you signed up to fucking to help people and save lives and shit right like to be a first responder not this shit Right. right. So, which, but, which doesn't mean you can be like, hey, I'm out. But that does not mean other people who don't do what you do have the right to be like, what do you mean? You signed up for this. Dick, yeah, I did in a way, but I signed up for a thing that is not this, that is fighting this while you are sequestered at home getting unemployment. Now, that's, that's what I'm saying about like the grocery store workers and shit. Yo, fuck it. Tim Hortons is still open here. You need coffee? Coffee is an essential fucking service? Well, wait, wait, completely or like, no, no, no. Like completely or like carry out and drive through only? Yeah. Yeah. Well, fucking the dining room's completely closed at all of them. Well, I, they call it a dining room, but it's not a dining room. It's a fucking area with fucking four to ten tables in it, depending That's on right. the size of it. Yeah. Um, but this is a Tim Hortons. Like, fucking, it's not even a joke. Like, um, almost on every block, for the most part. 
fucking so there's like mini mini ones with no inside they just have two drive throughs one on each side you can't come inside at all like even before this shit um so like but now they're down oh they also deliver coffee now through to uh this company called skip the dishes if Were they doing fucking, that before this, or I don't know? But why are you fucking buying a two dollar coffee plus paying seven dollar fifty cent delivery charge <laughs> plus tipping the fucking like? You can't go get some fucking Maxwell right. House, right? But, okay, wait, no, that shit's terrible. But I don't know. I don't drink coffee, but I'm saying you, you fucking Tim Hortons needs to be open so you can get fucking coffee. So now those people, they didn't ever sign up for any of this. No, they signed up to serve fucking coffee or the grocery store workers. That's right. where I'm saying, like, you know what? Okay, Paramax firefighters, they did sign up for being what their job is. That's where, like, the right to refuse, they don't have that. But, I mean, fucking, they didn't sign up for this. The firefighters didn't sign up to run in those towers on 9-11. They didn't sign up for that. You know, they, they, they signed up for this, this frontline thing, but there are some exceptions. But when you get to, like, a fucking, not even a barista a fucking person who fucking <laughs> presses the button on the machine and the fucking coffee comes out pre-made. You definitely didn't fucking sign up for this. So wait, question. Up there at least. And, and this down here differs from state to state. So I don't know that it would be like a nationwide up there or a provincial or whatever. But like down here, there from state to state are many differences in the allowances for staying open for a business and, and saying, hey, you're essential. So one good example would be in New York and in a number of other state, states, they have considered liquor stores to be essential. And there have been a lot of people who have been like, what the fuck, blah, blah, Now, on, on a, uh, there's two standpoints here on uh-huh. to, for it. Yeah. One would be... I don't even want to say sanity like it's that important, but if there are this many people who are out of work, can't leave the house, whatever, just yep. have to be at home, yep. I'm not going to say what else can you do. There are a lot of other things that you can do than drink. You know, Join the building either. downtown and drink with us. Here we are. Right. Right. Um, but, <laughs> now it's not but, just drinking. You're doing something while you're drinking. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, but I'm saying like, read a book, write a book. Get a hobby, do a thing, whatever. Um, so the other side of that, and this is a very small percentage of people, but the other part of that is, much like drugs, there are plenty of people who are addicted to alcohol. And while that percentage and what would happen to that percentage is very small compared to other ailments and situations, um, there are super alcoholics, right? So if you go, hey, you can't buy alcohol, suddenly you're going to find these people detoxing and withdrawing hard and having comorbidities, other problems, going to the hospital. And in, in a healthcare system that's already overwhelmed, mm-hmm. uh, you, you can't have people going, oh, I can't have my you know, bottle of wine tonight or whatever it is, going mm-hmm. to the hospital, making it even worse. Yes. But. So, 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 and that is such a small percentage of people. I kind of feel irresponsible even saying that. But the point but is. But it is a thing. It is a thing. No, it's an it argument is. they have. I can't wait till you're done because fucking, I don't know if you remember me telling this or not before. Continue. Okay. Uh, no, I, guys, I am you, done. You, okay. You guys have 
Like, well, no, no, I'm, no. You, you, I, yeah, my, you, you my, guys my, can my buy done, it. My done is a question. My done okay. is whether it be provincial or cities or countrywide up there, there is a lot of di- differentiation down here from state to state as to what is essential or not. Car dealerships, laundromats, liquor stores, whatever. So like up there in the places that have reached the point of closing things down that are not non-essential, which is not the majority of your country, but there are some places who have done it. Um, mm. What is considered essential or non-essential? The, li- the list, the list, um, I shared it on my Facebook, not that everybody's list is going to be on my Facebook, but it's the list of essential services is so fucking vague. I was actually talking to, when I went to pick up that Serbian food today, I was telling you about, there was another guy there picking up Serbian food and I was chatting with him and he works in a, uh, I'm not sure exactly what it is, but from what I gather from what he's saying, it's some sort of a, a testing lab for testing, um, not medication, but like OTC medication, basically. Okay. Not not even medication, like fucking vapor rubs and like fucking A535 type bullshit, okay? Um, but some of the stuff they do testing on has cannabis properties in it. Cannabis or like dispensaries are still allowed to be open because they're medicine. His company has 250 employees that have to go to work every day because some of the stuff they test has cannabis properties in it and dispensaries are still open. That's fucking horseshit, right? Like, so this, the essential, essential services list is, is fucking so vague and broad. It is, everyone can stay open. Fucking barbers, hair salons, laundromats, car dealerships. Yo, I was actually talking to a guy. I was talking to a guy. It was about eight days ago. Yeah, eight days ago it was. And he fucking works at a car dealership and was talking to me about sales because of me working in sales. And he was telling me, the, he was telling me about the money I could make. There's a little side note here. He's like, yo, you could do like 30 grand a year easy. I was like, holy fuck. <laughs> wow. No, thank you. Um, so anyway. Right. Oh, yeah. I was just like, Jesus Christ. That's where you fucking get off? 30 grand? Whoa. Holy fuck. Do you eat? Because I like to eat. Like, that's not eating. Right. Um, yeah. So anyway, Fair. he said that he said he sells cars fucking more than ever because people with money are bored. So like, yeah, the list of essential services is stupid. But the alcohol thing, you guys have privatized alcohol sales like liquor stores. We don't. The LCBO <laughs> is where we buy our liquor. LCBO stands for Liquor Control Board of Ontario. So the government makes money off all the alcohol that's sold. The provincial government. So they did the same thing. Well, what about people, you know, if an alcoholic fucking can't get his booze, he takes it on the wife and kids. Yeah, there's some truth to that. Definitely. But let's be completely transparent here. You make money off every fucking bottle, can, whatever sold. Right. So it's uh, there's a, a whole thing going on with that here where people are bitching. But you know what the funniest part is? People bitching like fucking government. They just want to keep making money. It's like, yeah, but you drink, right? Oh, yeah. So you want to stay open, right? Oh, yeah. So they fucking so don't bitch. But wait, that's what, the- what, what, was there any of this blowback with the weed stuff? Like, what's the difference? You know, the fucking nobody shops at the government weed stores, man. They're fucking trash. The Ontario fucked up the the weed 
retail weed so bad. For in the first year of legalization, Canada made as a country uh, eight point something billion dollars off taxing weed. Ontario lost forty seven million. Yeah, Ontario fucked the whole thing up big time because what they tried oh, but, to do. Like why? Oh well, what the first thing they did is they did a lottery. And you had to have, I forget how many fucking tens of thousands, I think it was 60 grand, to enter the lottery. You don't get your 60 grand back. And then in the lottery, they're like, in this lottery, we're giving out three dispensary licenses. But those dispensary licenses only allow you to buy from the government and price, price point, as the government says, okay? The provincial government. Now, these fucking sure. lotteries, all these people applied and threw in their fucking 60 Gs or whatever it was. And they don't get that back. And all these places that won lotteries were these like fucking either big pharma or farming companies that were already intertwined with the fucking provincial government. The fucking weed is the prices are out of this fucking world. There's just stupid, dumb, like nobody would pay these prices. A fucking maybe if you're in grade eight and like you got to give your money to your buddy who gives it to his buddy who gives it to his older brother who gives it to his girlfriend who gives it to this guy she knows and that guy takes it to another guy and then the weed comes back down the fucking chain like this fucking the prices are the nobody pay these prices they're stupid and they're taxed i fucking i went in one like a week or two ago for the first time ever well actually probably two three weeks because i haven't been going out much since this shit's been going on but uh that was the first time i ever went in one and uh, Grandma Weed, nine ninety nine. Like I, wait, wait. I saw your, I saw your post. So I know yeah. you're disdain, but like that was yeah. the first time. In in a government dispensary, yeah, nine ninety nine plus tax for a Grandma Weed. Suck my cock. That's my answer. To that fucking half quarters, forty two ninety nine. I guess you, most people in the world call them an eighth. Actually, it's <laughs> barely a thing right here. Yeah, no. Yeah, no. Yeah. plus tax. And I, I no. have fucking, I've tried weed from people who bought weed there, and it's like fucking, it's so fucking old and dry and stale, and like, what are you fucking assholes doing? There are so <laughs> many better options. Um. So yeah, the, the Ontario government fucked it right up. Like, right up. Uh, storefront dispensaries are also fucking not the greatest to buy from. Um, online ordering is the best, or if you have, you know, delivery service. Um, weed maps is a good one that I use sometimes and they're, they're, they have dispensaries or like delivery dispensaries close to you but they're not government officiated right um, so the the Ontario government by being greedy fucked up so bad because I remember bitching, bitching to you about this a few years ago Kathleen Wynn she was the premier at this time this bitch was just out there like spend 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 fuck it Fuck it. Just everybody gets free everything. Fucking you can have a free everything. You can have a free everything. You can have a free everything. And everyone was like, where's the money coming from? Yeah, exactly. And uh, fuck Kathleen Wynn would be like, don't worry about where the money's coming from. What do you fucking mean? Don't worry about it. I'm kind of fucking concerned. And then uh, she was liberal. And then conservatives got in. That's Doug Ford, who's. Uh, I think globally, the most famous premier ever in Canada was Rob Ford. That's Doug Ford's brother. He's passed away now. Um, Doug Ford is conservative and like super conservative. So he came in. He was just like, we're cutting tens of thousands of nursing jobs, doctor jobs, teacher jobs. And like, fucking. Why? 
because he's a fucking idiot too. He's on the other spectrum of Kathleen Wynne. No, but 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 what was his reason? Because Kathleen Wynne spent so much goddamn money. We were so far in debt. Um. Uh. So the fucking the dispensary thing was like, oh, yo, this is how we'll do it, and the fucking province will get a bunch of money, and I'll fill my pockets too. And obviously, nobody that was involved in that talked to anyone that smokes weed. They're like, yo, we fucking. We'll take this dirty, dry weed that's, like, fucking 18 months old. We'll put it in a fucking plastic container with a label on it and charge people forty two ninety nine plus tax. That'll bring them in. Like, yeah, another fucking 30, 40 bucks. I'm getting fucking 28 grams to primos. Fuck you guys, right? Like, hashtag black market strong. <laughs> they fucked it up so bad, man. Um, so, wait, as somebody who's not, like, uber familiar with your government, what was your, your, not even what is your outlook, um, for somebody who at least knows who Trudeau is, just based on, you know, social media, whatever else, is he, I, I, I would guess, and I'll say this without you answering the question, I would guess that he is uh, liberal, and I'm not saying like grossly liberal, but younger progressive liberal, is that the case? Is he, I mean, we, we've had these conversations privately about Democrats and Republicans in this country. And you're like, what does that mean? Um, so I feel like he would be uh, a, a slightly conserva- cons- conservative liberal, which here would make him a Democrat. Um, is that the case? I mean, I know, I know you guys have had many misgivings about him. There's all I am the I am the absolute wrong person to ask. Because I don't follow politics. Wait, you don't know if he's conservative or liberal? He's been there forever. I don't fucking... He's liberal. But I mean... What the... Okay, he's liberal. That's the party he represents. Okay. Okay, based on his traits, his actions, the things he's done, I have no fucking input. Obviously, I see the highlights here and there. But just because he's like, oh, I'm liberal... It's not it's not as cut and dry as it is down there. It's not as black and white. You know what I mean? Like you guys have your Dems and your Republicans and they fucking it's like one or the other. Pick a fucking side. Um, and the, the leaders here are not as black and white as that. The people here are not as black and white as that, like as in their options. But like, once again, fuck right at the start, I said I'm the wrong person to ask because I don't follow it enough. Um I don't have a fucking dog in the fight. I just kind of let them, I let people go and vote. I let everybody lie. I let everybody fucking take their <laughs> picks on which lies they believe the most. And uh, I wait for it to end and fucking deal with it. I've never voted. Well, I, uh, and I, I also, uh, part of the reason I don't vote, I don't, it's not like, oh, I don't vote because it's a fucking fuck the government. I don't vote because I'm ill informed. And it's got to the point. Like, I choose to be ill-informed. I don't really want to fucking know. Uh, you know, I got I got the cliff notes. I see what's what. And like, you know, it's, it's fucking every little thing that comes out, I don't dissect it. Like, oh, well, he said this, but what's this person have to say? Can he really do that? Let's look at the numbers. I don't fucking know. And I'm not going to, that you know, sit here and be like, well, Trudeau this, Trudeau that. I, like... <clears throat> Based on face value, I think he's a fucking tool. But that's as far as that goes. But then again, I'm a person who liked Rob Ford, and that motherfucker was smoking rocks. So 
I'm probably not the best guy to choose who the leader of anything is. Maybe a uh, piss up no, at the local no, legion. That, no, that that is accurate as fuck. But <laughs> here's another thing, though, is that I think you, while I have no knowledge of Canadian politics and the parties <clears throat> and the people running and all that stuff, um, down here at least, one of the big there are many issues and arguments, but one of them is like socialism, socialism good, socialism bad, universal healthcare, you know, free college, la la la. See, uh, that's the, that's another conf- thing that Americans are confused about too. Tons of Americans who I've talked to, been friends with over the years. Like, if I'm like, oh fuck, I got a goddamn dentist. This is gonna cost me fucking. They're like, what do you mean it's gonna cost you? You live in Canada. The fucking dentist ain't fucking free. Well, you get, and, yeah. and even if it was, you want to get in tomorrow, not next year. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and like, fucking medication isn't free. But if you if like, if if something happened right now and I had to call an ambulance or like someone was here and something happened to me and they called an ambulance, I get a mm-hmm. bill in the mail for that fucking ambulance. Sure, sure. Yo, yeah, look. but like, that's not, we don't have like this crazy universal health care where it's like, yo, just show up at the hospital. It's all good. You're covered. No, you're not. Now, you are covered for the most part, which is a nice safety net, right? Like, you know, you break your fucking arm or you fucking snap your fucking ankle or something. And, like, somebody drives you to the hospital. You're not going to get billed for every single fucking thing. So it's nice having that comfort. But our taxes are a little higher as well. So we do pay for it. Right. Right. No, you're paying for it out of your taxes every day, every week, every month, every paycheck. But what I was getting at is that, like, here politically that's a big argument especially on the liberal side of things and right now with bernie sanders people are like ah socialism we don't want to be a socialist country and in whatever and and that means different things to different people because people are ill-informed but that being said it to me is interesting to hear how like to go back to what we were talking about with the covid thing the coronavirus i mean if if somebody was sick and needed to be wanted to be or should be tested up there. I'm not saying everybody would have access. And maybe they would. I don't really know how it's working up there. Testing is still not pervasive in most countries, but no, they if don't. they were, if, if, if they were to be tested, whether they're, you know, one step away from a ventilator in a hospital or whatever else, is that something you're going to get a bill for? Oh, no, 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 no. See, that's where, like, what I'm saying, like, you, you know, you're, you, that comfort, like, cover is coverage is there. Um, so the, the testing part where there's so much preliminary or, uh, like, screening and shit going on, they're... I don't want to say like fucking uh, hoarders with the testing or anything, but they're, they don't waste the testing, right? They, they fucking, people may have symptoms or whatever. They go through, through a screening. If they decide not to test you, they're not going to test you. So the difference is where you're paying for your health care. They can't really say no if you have the money, right? And you want to get tested? Hello? Well, no, yeah. I mean, I'm not going to... I thought you... That where you are. Like, yeah, yeah. No, oh, no. Me? No. Do yeah. I want to get tested? No. No, no. I you in, 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 the, in the United States. In the United States. If you oh, fucking... Um, if, you walk, if you walk up and you have, you have the money or the insurance or whatever, they have to test you, right? You're paying for uh, it, right? 
Mm-mm. Here, it's not that. Mm-mm. Right? Mm-mm. So you can't just walk up and de- be, you can't demand it. You get what I'm saying? No, it, it, it's the same here. Now, like, you're, here's you're not going to be you're not going to be billed whether you just do the screening or you have the whole testing. You're not going to be billed no matter what the process is. But they're going to be more conservative with the testing. They're not just going to be like, yeah, fuck it, test them all. Whereas you guys pay for shit, right? Like that's why our waiting rooms are full, and in a lot of not a lot, but well, uh, any any American uh, um, healthcare facilities, whether it be hospitals, clinics, whatever the fuck. You got money, you get, you don't have to go sit and emerge for fucking eight, nine, 15 hours before they fucking start working on your broken arm. I mean, it, okay, depends on where you live here. But yeah, well, and also to speak to what you're talking about, testing, um, in New York, as a very small example compared to the rest of the country, has, has been and will continue doing more testing than anywhere else. So, that's one of the reasons our numbers are so high. Like numbers are that high uh, probably across most of the country or at least where all the metro areas are. And there just aren't all those tests. So that being said, it's the testing part of it is no different here. I mean, if you're in the hospital and you're on the brink of a ventilator, if you have traveled to another country, if you have a family member or somebody in your home, who has tested positive, yes, you can get tested. But this whole, like, whoa, test for everybody, and we're doing more testing than anybody. No, the the average person, if they're not so close to being in the hospital that they could throw a stone at it, cannot get tested here. And and I mean here, like New York City, which is the paramount point I'm making, because New York City is testing more than anywhere else. But, like, that's this whole country, like, and that's not a universal healthcare thing. That's mm. just, you know, whether it be based on need, whether it be based on symptoms, whatever it is, you can't anywhere in this country just go, oh, I'm scared, I'm nervous, I coughed, I sneezed, I need a test. Like, you did no. You have to meet criteria, and the criteria still, at this point, is pretty stringent. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Fuck. I hate being up against time because now we got to wrap this bitch up. I mean, you got 30 minutes, so let's move beyond this. No, I don't. Read your goddamn messages, asshole. <sighs> yeah, see, she's not good at this, guys. You know what's amazing, though? Message- okay. You All know right, what's well, amazing, though? Back when she was running Punch Drunk Radio, she could host the show. She had two co-hosts, like uh, Alex <laughs> and Mike, but she was the main host of the uh... show. She can and the social run the media show, and run the, the social media, and, and the producer, the and, the, okay, and the fucking chat room, and, and do things, because this is back in the old school Twitter days, where you have to do the RT tweet, and do things like text me, and be like, yo, fucking BJ Penn's on next, can you do RT, da 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 I'm like, yeah, no fucking problem. <laughs> and now, now you can't even read a fucking text message and talk. Come on. Um, you, 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 what did you tell me? Before. Not 10 o'clock. And now you're like 10.05. I told you 9.30, motherfucker. No. Oh, yeah. Read. Read. Um, also, if you met your dad now or in 20 minutes or an hour. Well, I have to. He told me to be there by 10.05 and it's 10.02. I realize that. But, like, if you did that and you were still on the phone or on the whatever you're on. 
and recording and you told him you were talking to me, he'd be like, Amy! He would. What up? I know. I'm not on the phone. I mean, but you could be. I don't record shows on the phone. But you see, could. See, listeners, how awkward shit gets right here right now? Leave this this. Not this could be edited. This could be edited. But it's not going right. to be. <laughs> no. no. All right. Um, fuck. That was a good conversation. I was liking where that was going. That's why I said yes. I hate being up against time. COVID-19, building downtown, best, 100% best uh, profile picture ever. Go on. It does have a nice profile picture. On Uh, Twitter. Facebook, too. Really? Yeah. Fuck yeah. Yo, even Instagram had the same picture, but then they locked me out when I put my phone number in. I don't know. Um, All right. You respond to your text messages because this is, uh, I guess this be the building downtown episode 13. And I don't know, maybe we'll do 14 in like 14 minutes or something. Um, it should be episode 19, COVID-19, but go on. That's terrible. You're a horrible human being. Uh, follow the show at the building DC. I call Amy if you want to at Ames. Bell. Oh, wait, can, can you spend one extra minute and tell them why it's the building DT and not the building downtown? Get your whore mouth. That's right. <laughs> wow. Okay. See that get, that cuts some coming back for episode nine or fourteen. Because I guess uh, you're probably <sighs> going to be the co-host of that one too. And maybe we'll talk so much COVID nineteen. It's uh, no, but it, it was a good conversation, and I think the uh, difference in countries and talking about the difference in like the, 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 for one example that one hospital in Queens. But me up here, it's like, I'm like, holy shit, every single hospital in New York City has all these ice trucks outside of it and shit. No, they will. Give it right. a week. We're peaking well, yeah, yeah. 14 to 21 days. But yeah, but no. yeah, there was some good information. This is not what we intended at all. Um, we, t- we tend to talk about some whoop de whoop But uh, I think that may be episode 14. Uh, thanks for listening. Building DT, Ames Bell, A M E S B E L L E. Bars, bells, she also goes by. You are not on Twitter, so... but you can call her that. <sighs> um, other than that, subscribe. You know where to follow. Stay safe. Don't breathe in other people's air. Don't get too close to people. Don't, Don't go act... outside. Yeah, just and if you if you have to, like I know, fucking, I need cheese. Right. I, I got I got to get some fucking cheese. I'm out of cheese, and melted cheese should be its own food group. In my opinion, I've said this many times in my life. I got to get some fucking cheese tomorrow, but. I'm going to be very careful getting cheese. And you also should be careful of doing whatever the fuck you people do. Seriously. Uh, Amy, I'm going to talk to you shortly offline. Thanks for listening. Till next time. Building downtown. Building downtown. Building downtown. Building downtown. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.